This chance will never come again, not the same way as you have it right now. You're couched in love, you're safe and provided for, you are all powerful. Enjoy it. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley here. And another spiritual tune-up diving into a beginner's guide from a beginner's guide of to the universe. It is my top 500 life lessons in my 20 years as a teacher. It was modeled after wishes I have for my daughter, what I want her to read when she's a young adult, the top 500 lessons. So today I'm going to be reading from a chapter titled, Why the Sun Rises. And these are all short little lessons like that. So uh, I'll quickly go through a lesson, maybe give you a little deep dive, and then go to the next lesson. These are my favorite lessons in this chapter. This is perhaps my favorite book of the 17 that I've written. A Beginner's Guide to the Universe. You're not here to earn your wings. You're here because in some long forgotten realm, you already did. Now that lesson is to say, stop sweating it. You got nothing to prove. You're already in the winner's circle of divine reality creation. You already earned your wings. Now it's like, okay, what do you want from here? Now it's easy. Thoughts become things. You've already suffered, paid your dues and all that stuff. Enjoy your lapse in the winner's circle in these jungles of time and space. You came first before the sun, the moon, and the stars. You chose to be here. You're who you most wanted to be. And a correlation I tie in later in the book, I think the very last few pages, you are also who God most wanted to be. As you now are, with the dreams you now have so that they can come true and with the challenges you now have so that they will lift you higher. There is order and meaning in everything. You're not a second thought. You're not an afterthought. Um, it's not like this world existed and then came you. Um, and let's see if you're worthy enough. The world exists for you. You are why the sun rises. That's the meaning of this entire chapter, literally. The reason you forget who you were before this lifetime began is to more fully be who you now are, who you chose to be. And you did choose to be you for reasons that made sense, filled with love, purpose, and meaning from the zenith, from the pinnacle of your divine genius. Reality is not that you are weak and dream of becoming strong, poor and dream of becoming rich, alone and dream of having friends. It's that you're strong, rich, and among friends, yet at times dream that you're not. Ooh. You are God's only chance to be you to see what no one else will ever see, to hear what no one else will ever hear, and to think and feel what no one else will ever think and feel. You are more precious than you can possibly imagine. You are more important too. This chance will never come again, not the same way as you have it right now. You're couched in love, you're safe and provided for, you are all powerful. Enjoy it. You're already one of the most important people who will ever live. 
If you look to time and space for answers, direction, and meaning, they'll rock your world in every which way. Yet discover they look to you for answers, direction, and meaning. And you will rock the world. I'm continuing with my deep dive into A Beginner's Guide to the Universe, perhaps my favorite book of all the books I've written. I'm going to keep going. To see more and more of what you're missing fully explains the evolution of consciousness within time and space. To see more and more of what we're missing. What are you missing? There's some little piece out there that when you click into it, more joy, more peace, more prosperity than you've ever imagined before. That's the nature of this game. The more you open up to, even if it hurts when you open up to it, the more you receive love, light, laughter, eternity. You're going to get all that stuff anyway, but wouldn't it be nice now rather than later? Our ability to stop kidding ourselves is what brings about the greatest breakthroughs, fastest comebacks, and happiest feet. It's impossible to be scared when you dwell in truth. In fact, as I often say, fear comes from not understanding something. Fear is always fake. Fear means you're not seeing all that you could see. Fear means there's another little piece in the mosaic of life's majesty that you just need to connect a dot with and you're going to be okay. Fear is fake. There's nothing to be afraid of. You're living in a dream world. Usually, loving more is easier than fearing less and gets better results. Similar you can only be afraid when you pretend you're not in control. You're in control. Lonely when you stop doing things. Now, who associates loneliness with having stuff to do? Nobody. Loneliness is when you have no friends. The universe says loneliness comes about when you're not challenged. You can be a loner with friends. You're not going to feel lonely if you're engaged. Do stuff. Go out. Search the world through the internet during COVID if you have to. You can only be bored when you stop following your heart and overwhelmed when you think the illusions are real. The believed in myth that you might somehow lose or become less is what makes life an adventure. You can't lose. You can't become less. You're everywhere always at once. God Almighty right now living your adventures out in the palm of God's hand. Sometimes it takes being pressed with darkness before you begin to seek the light. We all know how that, how that works. A beginner's guide to the universe. Life does not happen to you. You happen to life. While you'll often hear that change is life's only constant, the only thing really changing is you and what you understand. This is a good one. Help, I can't stop. Time and space are simply measures of self-awareness. There's only you and more you. So that which you see and perceive with your physical senses is just more you. It's more self-awareness. Time and space are showing you what you're thinking. They're showing you what you're feeling. If you don't like what's going on in your time and in your space, change the thoughts and you change your reality. Of course, change your words. Of course, show up differently. Take action. For those whose thoughts are free. You too. So is everything else. Whether or not they know it. For those whose thoughts are free, so is everything else. Your thoughts become things. It doesn't get any better. Whatever you want. Think of what it is you want right now. Think of the top three things you want right now. You deserve it. 
you deserve them. Whatever you want, you deserve. This is the winner's circle. You already earned your wings. All forms of separation, disconnects, divides, illnesses, partings, breakups, and goodbyes are temporary. You are forever. Oh, man. Heaven is everywhere, always at once. Hell is not knowing it. I'm going to keep going. A few more, a few more. Not even at 15 minutes yet. A Beginner's Guide to the Universe releases as a paperback tomorrow filled with 500 pithy, poignant, powerful insights. Find the good in every circumstance. It's always there. Now that might hurt, but it's always there. Remember the last one we said, all that, the pains, the disconnects, the illnesses, they are temporary. The ugliness, it's temporary. You are eternal. Behold God everywhere, always, now. There's no devil, nor does evil exist of its own device. Evil is simply ignorance in human thought, misdiagnosed. Okay, just maybe a couple more. While there will be no such thing as judgment day, and this is a question a lot of newly aware spiritual people ask. While there will be no such thing as a judgment day, there are consequences. People say, do you mean Hitler and do you mean bad people and my evil this and my, my so-and-so that? Do you mean they just get off? There's no devil? There's no hell? That's just unfair. No, there's no judgment day, but there are consequences. And the consequences of misunderstanding life's truths are likely to include poor behavior, repeating cycles, and possibly a truly harrowing adventure through time and space until your thinking aligns with truth. So those who are so lost in ignorance that they do awful, vile things are so lost that they repeat, repeat, repeat their own suffering. Call it karma, although I've explained karma properly in earlier tune-ups. I won't go there now. Call it karma. Call it what you want. There is consequences to our naiveties and ignorance. And if we don't realize it, it's going to show up in our face and bite us in the butt again and again and again and again. It's better than Judgment Day. Everyone mets out their own punishment. Not that anyone needs to suffer or be in punishment. Through awareness and understanding those things you are missing, you're off that loop and the karmic debt is paid no matter what the score is. That's a deep one, huh? Until your thinking aligns with truth, which will only ever lie a few new thoughts away. Jumbo fellow adventurers, welcome to another spiritual tune-up. Today is the day that I am proud to say a beginner's guide to the universe releases in paperback. It's already a worldwide bestseller in hardback. I've got editions in German and Poland and I forget the other languages. But this week during my spiritual tune-ups, I'm going in and doing readings plus interpretations while tying in your questions to the topics at hand. That's what we've got on deck today. Today's chapter is chapter two, how things happen, the logistics of magic and miracles. And I had so much fun preparing for this. So each of these passages are brief. I'll pause in between them so you know one has ended and another is about to begin. And then there will be my little side notes. No matter what you may go after in life, no matter what you want in life, getting what you want will always boil down to a little bit of divine intervention, your own. Your own divine intervention. Too often we think that, okay, the universe is gonna come and pinch hit for me. Okay, the universe is gonna show up and give me a God wink. Okay, the, all of that stuff happens, but it's your orchestration that makes it happen. Don't give away your power to some God out there. There is no God or universe out there. It's all in here. And your thoughts, followed by your affirmations and your baby steps, 
will unleash magic and miracles. The divine intervention that tips points, tipping points, that makes tipping points get reached is your own divine intervention. The speed with which any dream may be realized is always a function of how small the miracles have to be in order not to freak out the dreamer. Okay? The miracles can't be any bigger than you would believe in. Okay? So we could have great, big, incredible miracles, transcending time, space, walking on water, manifesting gold doubloons out of thin air if it didn't freak you out. So life's exercise, if you will, is always being able to increase that muscle of greater and greater expectations without worrying about the logic attached. Let's not freak you out. That's what, that's how things can happen in time and space in alignment with your beliefs as to what is possible. There are three things that will always evade your physical senses. Trees growing, the earth spinning, and dreams coming true. Never assume these things aren't happening based upon what you see. These are the most misused physical sense that we have. This doesn't show who you are. This doesn't even show where you're going. This shows where you've been and where you are on this path today. It doesn't show where the path will be tonight. So don't judge your progress or seeming like thereof with your physical senses. Next, detours, challenges, and crises are simply cover for for miracles that have no other way of reaching you. Detours, challenges, and crises are simply cover for miracles that have no other way of reaching you. Don't let the miracles that have not transpired yet blind you to those that have. Your dreams are what the universe has dreamed for you. They're not random. That's why you're here to live your life to the absolute fullest as you want to live it. Most miracles aren't obvious until long after they happen, which likely means that in your life, as you hear these very words, some big ones have recently happened that will soon change everything. This goes back to not using your physical senses. Every moment of every day, assume and know great things are happening on your behalf in the direction of your wildest dreams coming true. Because not only are you dreaming them, you're doing something about them, right? Part of the divine intervention. At all times, far more is happening on your behalf than your physical senses will ever reveal. While, while knowledge is indeed power, very little must be known to dream, manifest, and be happy. Wanting more is just the first sign of many that you're going to get it. Thoughts become things explains where you fit into the equation of reality creation as a creator yourself. You're pre-approved. This is the winner's circle that we live our lives on. You could not possibly be more powerful than you are already. Unleash it, baby. What mortals don't realize is that for every thought they think, the physical world is changed. Not knowing this is the main thing that makes us mortal. Now, this is the book, A Beginner's Guide to the Universe. I've got some more readings, but I just want to tell you, this is the book that in conversations with Hay House four and a half, five years ago, um, they said, what would you like to write next? And I was like, you know, I'd love to incorporate all of my life lessons into one fun, easy book. And I'd like to keep in mind that my daughter might make it the only book she reads of my 17. You know, family don't read your books, okay? They don't read your books. So 
this would be so fun and so light and so easy. And I would preface each chapter because it's, there's relationships, there's magic, there's miracles, there's adversity, there's old soul wisdom. Preface each chapter with a love note to my daughter that has its own lessons universal, universally applicable. And uh, I'm going to continue my readings. Nothing will change your life as much as changing your mind. Until you dream, there isn't a mold. Until you speak, there isn't a promise. And until you move, there isn't a plan. Yet do these things and you'll rearrange the stars that shine on your life. Now here's a long one, but it's worth it. Divine intelligence did not create the physical universe by studying quirks, drawing schematics, or painting butterflies. It began by imagining the desired end result, the vastness, the harmony, the symbiotic relationships, a stage to play out our lessons. And in an instant, because of that vision, Big Bang. Everything necessary for life as we know it, including the supporting math, sciences, and physical laws of the universe, was spontaneously created in that instant and forced into place by the desired end result that required such. Your chosen end results will do the same. This is the part. Your chosen end result. The universe thought of the stage, the perfection, the symbiotic relationships, big bang. What do you want? Think of the end as if it already happened. Lo love, healing, joy, holding hands, kissing, creative fulfillment. Your end results do the same. Forcing the details, the circumstances, the people, serendipities, accidents, and coincidences that will ultimately bring about the manifestation of your earlier thoughts. Boom. Your net worth will depend mostly on your net thoughts. No matter who is president. The concepts of destiny, fate, luck, coincidences, and accidents are all contrary or subordinate to the inviolate principle of thoughts become things and will therefore always fail to fully explain the life that you lead. Destiny, fate, luck, coincidences, accidents will always fail to explain the life that you lead. It's all about thoughts becoming things. Ancient spiritual contracts of the kind you will no doubt read of do indeed exist and provide a framework for every facet of the life you'll lead. However, they're rewritten every dawn, perpetually updated as each day unfolds, and all stipulate there to become null and void in the event they might ever limit you. Another long one that's worth it. Karma is a phenomenon, not a law, that, contrib that contributes to the manifestation of your life and circumstances reflective of your focused behavior and beliefs. If your focused behavior and beliefs are negative or positive, generous or stingy, you will give and receive accordingly. What goes around will indeed come around. But change your focus, behavior, and beliefs, and you'll immediately begin to change your experiences regardless of any karmic score. Nothing that's happened in your past can take from your present power to choose new thoughts, create a new life, and be happy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley broadcasting another spiritual tune-up. And this week, we're diving deep into my brand new paperback release, A Beginner's Guide to the Universe. A book I wrote for my daughter uh, when she was three for when she's an adult. This is adult life lessons. Don't take that the wrong way. Um, that anybody can use under any circumstances. It's broken up into six chapters plus a prologue and an epilogue, eight love letters kick these off to my daughter that anybody can relate to, whether you're a parent or not, 
with life lessons themselves. And then following the kickoff of each chapter, there is a dive into lots of different quotes. And I tell you, I read these things. I can't believe I wrote them. I know that must sound very uh, conceited, but man, I am my number one fan. Uh, get a load of this. Today, I'm reading from the chapter, Learning from All That Hurts. Learning from All That Hurts. Check these out, man. Always, the thing that didn't work out for your very best really did. You didn't choose this lifetime thinking it would be without challenges. You chose it in large part for the challenges you'd likely have. Meaning the challenges you have now, which seem um, stray and haphazard and they just kind of showed up and that jerk is doing such and such. It was your divine, brilliant, genius orchestration that would put you and your vulnerable heart on that path so that you could toughen it up, see the truth, live like you've never lived before. It's a gift. Everything's a gift. You chose this lifetime in part for the challenges you now face, for the lions and tigers and bears you now face. Okay, a little bit of ad living there. I know it's not easy to, to handle that. Um, I've got my own lions and tigers and bears. Sometimes they get out of their cage and it's just like, Drill down to truth and take your game up another level. Uh, when something troubling, difficult, or painful happens, look to see what it makes possible that wouldn't have otherwise been possible. And you'll find at least part of its reason for happening. So often people will say, you know, like, why did I break my leg? Why did I get cancer? Why did I lose my job? Why did I suffer at the hands of some lunatic partner? Um, and, and while you may never be able to discern the meaning, if you look with a microscope at what happened, you know, you said something, they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, you could scrutinize that forever. Go big picture. What did this occurrence elicit from you? Did it call you higher? Did it make you ask bigger questions? Did it make you find your strength, discover your power, be able to help other people in ways you could not have helped them before? Therein lies the reason for our lions and tigers and bears, not for the pain, not for the suffering. That sucks. We, know, we knew that would suck. It still will always suck in that moment. But you got to extract yourself and see the bigger picture. There is a bigger picture. It lasts forever and ever. The path to enlightenment must include accepting full responsibility for your happiness. You knew that. And accepting full responsibility for your own unhappiness. Ooh, ooh, but that's his fault. It's one kind of victory. Check this out, man. It's one kind of victory to slay a beast, move a mountain, and cross a chasm. It's another kind altogether to realize that the beast, the mountain, and the chasm were of your own design. If not for your challenges, problems, and issues, how else would you know that there are still a few things you misunderstand? That's what I'm talking about. Now you know. Now you can understand. And those issues will go away. Every no means not yet. Every setback means there's something better. And every loss means even more is on the way. Every disappointment Pucker up, buttercup. We are celebrating the release this week of the paperback edition of A Beginner's Guide to the Universe. I'm doing a reading from chapter three, I believe. The chapter is titled Learning from All That Hurts, and I'm not stopping yet. It's not just when one door closes, another door opens. When one door closes, 
Choirs burst into chorus. Orchestras orchestrate. Bugles bugle. Pigs fly and 10,000 new doors open. Oh, it's no one's responsibility to tell you what your issues are. And contrary to popular thinking, most will not. Which pretty much means there's there'll only be one person you can trust in such matters. Where you are is never who you are. Woo! Where you are is not who you are. You're infinitely more. You're not some step on a path. You're not even the entire path. You're more. You're eternal. You're of God, by God, pure God. You are more than where you are. Where you are may suck. That doesn't mean you do. Okay? It's just temporary. You are eternal. You're not alive to face hurdle after hurdle. It's not as if, should you master your issues today, more will be added tomorrow. While there will always be more to learn, as you become wiser, you'll find you have fewer challenges, which are quite manageable, feeling more like opportunities than burdens. I know that there's that school of thought, you know, that life is a school, that we're all here to learn lessons, you know, and then if we pass the lessons that we go and live in heaven, something kind of like that, as if life in the jungles of time and space was supposed to be arduous and difficult and a burden in and of itself. And if you pass those bloody tests, then all things will be added onto you once you die. What a, what a crazy, broken way to view reality. Life is heaven on earth, right here and now. Life is beautiful. You are powerful. That which you don't like, you can change. But when you're starting out on your learning curve, your own private evolution of consciousness, you know, like a little baby learning to crawl and then walk, you fall down again and again and again. But it gets easier. I, when's the last time you fell down? Can you even remember? Uh, and and it's the same with our inner challenges. It's not like the assumption is in our society. The assumption is as soon as you master one problem, another problem shows up. Master that one, another problem. That's not true. You will always be learning, which is what this little insight said. But the lessons become fewer and fewer easier and easier. You have more and more fun. And finally, when a lesson shows up, you're like, oh, it's about time. I'm going to go even higher. It's an opportunity. I kid you not. The only real problem you'll ever have is thinking you have a problem because you just don't. Where did these where did these jewels come from? I'm sorry if I'm playing myself up a little bit too much, but where did these jewels come from? These were all once notes from the universe. Over 3,000 I've written. I went and picked my favorite 500, and then I rewrote every single one of them so that they would be more universal. I took out the cutesy-cutesy jambo and universe and tally-ho, and I just made it a life lesson. And I couldn't be happier with the way they turned out, of course. Um, well, that's where they came from, okay? Oh, 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 what I wanted to tell you is that each note from the universe of the 3,000 I've written took hours. So each little one of these things I've written took hours. And sometimes many hours. And sometimes into the next day. So, you know, I channeled it, but I did a little, a lot of left brain criticism, delete, copy, paste, curse, celebrate. Here we go. A few more, a few more. When you prepare for adversity, you build not a bridge to retreat by, but one for adversity to advance upon. A beginner's guide to the universe. Once you realize that everything difficult you go through, every scuffed knee, lost deal, or broken heart, 
will eventually play wildly in your favor. You'll find it hard to complain about anything. It's like there's just only good news in these sacred jungles of time and space. Every challenge is an invitation to a happier place than you even knew existed. Setbacks, delays, and disappointments are like steps in the mambo, tango, and cha-cha. If you studied the movements without knowing the dance, nothing would make sense. But when you see the big picture, poetry in motion. So if you studied a step, it'd be like, what's wrong with that person? But if you see the whole thing, same thing with your life and your challenges, your highs and your lows. You know, sometimes it'd be like, oh man, that's just miserable existence. But when you see the whole thing and where it's taking you, including while you're alive, oh my gosh, that's why we chose to be here. If ever in your life, suddenly and without warning, an event, person, or unexpected good news changes everything for the better. Okay, let me reread that. If, now this is written to my daughter, so this is a little tense challenge. If ever in your life, suddenly without warning, an event, person, or unexpected good news changes everything for the better, it will mean chances are astronomically high that it will happen again and again and again. Words like blame, victim, or fault should never be used in enlightened conversations. Instead, try creator, adventurer, or heroine. Okay, just a couple more here. Wondering how else you could view life when you're experiencing emotional or physical pain is a sign of spiritual maturity. Wondering how else you could view life when things are already growing really well is the sign of a spiritual rock star. All right, last one. If you aren't constantly pushing yourself to grow, it'll mean you're missing something. And that thing you're missing will eventually cause you to fall, leading you to push yourself as you get back up, repeating itself until you understand what you were missing. All of which can be avoided when, even though you think you aren't missing anything at all, you continually push yourself, which means stretch, reach, grow, approach and exceed your comfort zone. Okay, one more, I lied. You're not meant to bear that which you find unpleasant. You're meant to change it. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley here, ready for another deep dive into a beginner's guide from the universe. It looks like from your comments, you're enjoying this as much as I am. Uh, love reading my stuff. These are such short, little, sometimes pithy quotes. It doesn't take much. And so in 10 minutes, I can go through oh, a dozen or two dozen. And today, we're going to, to the next chapter, Imagination, Dreams, and baby steps. I think we're on chapter three or four. I don't have that in front of me right now. Chapter four. There's only six chapters. This book released this week as a paperback. It was already an international bestseller as a hardback ebook, audiobook. I'm the one who reads it in the audiobook. Uh, but now it's a paperback and they've increased the size, increased the font. It's really beautiful. And so I'm going to be reading. Um, and answering questions uh, as they pertain to the content of the reading. This whole week, we're celebrating this by letting those who buy the book for 12 bucks or something at Amazon or anywhere you want to buy it, attend a workshop next week, a day after the U.S. presidential elections, titled Old Soul Living for 2020, The Dawn of Enlightenment. I'm going to go into the old soul quotes in this book that are so electrifying and help build a workshop around it so that you have traction with all the wonder that lies ahead for the remainder of this year and beyond. Here's the first reading from Imagination, Dreams, and Baby Steps, Chapter 4. Time and space is where we chase things we pretend we don't have. Love, friends, 
abundance. While worrying about things, we pretend we do have problems, challenges, issues. Until one day, we happen to notice the prophetic powers of pretending. To build a mansion in time and space, whether of mortar, gold, or friendships, think of imagination as the blueprint, desire as your funding. I tell you, side note, when I really want something to happen, a manifestation, <clears throat> I double over in yearning, like, yes, I want it. Ah! Just saying, just saying, you don't have to do this in front of anybody. Okay, so to continue, faith as your builder and action as proof, these dots are being connected. Treating any old job as if it were your dream job is the fastest way to spark the kind of life changes that will yield your dream job. Same for any old house, friend, day, life, or pair of espadrilles. Now, if you don't know, probably you all do, espadrilles are a style of shoes, women's shoes. Um, and when I wrote that note, it was originally a note from the universe, 15 years ago, one of the recipients forwarded it to her girlfriend. A woman forwarded it to a girlfriend. And she didn't realize, but she actually hit reply and she sent to me. And she said, see, I told you a woman has to be writing these notes because he, re he referenced espadrilles. And I was like, ah, sorry, Charlie. Um, I am not that out of touch. A little side note. Great big ear-to-ear, open-mouth smiles are responsible for far more sizzling romances, salary increases, life extensions, and calorie burning than our dentist, doctors, and financial planners will ever comprehend. These are all former notes from the universe that have been rewritten by Top 500 to create this book, A Beginner's Guide to the Universe, that's now available in paperback, hardback, audiobook, me recording the reading, and ebook. Next, smiling or laughing for no reason at all is one of the best reasons to smile or laugh. Plus, doing so, plus, doing either will summon circumstances that will give you reason after reason after reason. Bringing new things into your life boils down to learning to think of yourself with them and vice versa for removing things from your life. Thoughts become things. Okay, this chapter is imagination, dreams, and baby steps. Always speak of the past gratefully, of the future excitedly, and of the present with bobbing eyebrows and a Cheshire grin. Go ahead, try it. If anyone should ever ask if you're enlightened, always say yes. Same if they ask whether or not you're healthy, wealthy, and loved beyond measure. Why? Because thoughts become things. Create that world here to experience it everywhere else. Now, there's this is not about lie, lie, lie. Okay, We get enough of that in politics. Um, this is about creating that inner world. And there's always a time to level up to a best friend or a family member and just say, look, I'm bummed out. This sucks and help me see it in a new way. That's always okay. But for the most part, create that world and hinge your behavior on it. When in doubt, show up early. Think less, feel more, ask once, give thanks, expect the best, appreciate everything, never give up, make it fun, lead, invent, regroup, wink, chill, smile, and live as if your success were inevitable, and so it shall be. Creative visualization as an exercise gives the biggest bang for the least effort. Visualize every weekday. You can take weekends off. I do. 
no longer than five minutes, imagine your dreamed of end results as if they'd already come to pass, fueled by emotion, yourself in the picture, smiling broadly, happy tears running down your face. That's how you visualize. That's page 114. All right, a few more, a few more. If you're at least visualizing or meditating enough to wonder whether or not you're doing it right, you're doing it right and you're way ahead of the game. Every fortune, comeback, or kiss was first a thought, a whisper, a dream. The trick with imagination is remembering to use it. The secret to living the life of your dreams is to start living them at once, however humbly, to any degree you can. If you can't travel far, travel near. If you can't dine out, go for dessert. If you don't have a travel partner, be your own. The secret to performing miracles lies in knowing your desired outcome. Begin with the end in mind. Not knowing how you'll pull it off. That's a good thing. Proceeding anyway. Should you ever be in need of a miracle, think not of the miracle, not even a little, but instead of its intended result. Think of the end result, and then rabbits will be the least that are pulled out of thin air to make your dream come to pass. Don't think of the rabbit. Don't think of the miracle. Think of the desired end result and show up even though you don't know what road to go down. Okay, a few more because I can't stop. Little ducks never line up until mama duck just goes. The same will be true of getting your ducks in a row. Don't wait for them to line up. Just go. Do something. Rarely are the first steps in a journey anything like the final ones, either in direction, pace, or grace. Which means that none of those things are even half as important as the fact that there are steps at all. Usually, if you just start dancing, the music will be added, as will the partners, a giant disco ball, and whatever else you need because the resources you need to complete any journey will only be added once you begin it. So begin it. Oh, come on, come on, Mike. All right, maybe a few more. The odd thing about inspiration is that it usually comes after, not before, a new journey is started. So don't be waiting for the inspiration to go. Go and the inspiration will be added. When just starting out on a new journey, it's only natural to feel vulnerable. After all, it may seem that you have much to lose. The truth, however, is that never again at any other point in the same journey will you have so much to gain if you but start. It's more important to start than to start in the right direction. All right, all right, girl, right. Uh, it's okay to dream big and start small. You'll probably have to. Worked for me. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, happy fry, yay. Another dive into the newly released paperback, A Beginner's Guide to the Universe. I've got some of the best of the best to share with you today on love and relationships. I guarantee you that of the dozen or two dozen brief readings I'm going to share with you today, one of them will pierce your heart in a magnificent way and open it up to more love. But I want to make a comment and share a little insight on the backstory of A Beginner's Guide to the Universe. Somebody recently posted on Facebook that it made them happy to see how happy I am about the paperback release. Well, well, thank you. Um, it, it's, it's not about the paperback release. It's this book of 17 books I've written. I think by far this is the most awesome 
work of art I have ever channeled or brought through to the world. And by far, it took more hours than any of the others because of the 500 notes from the universe that are in here. Each one took many, many hours, three to six hours to write. Uh, per paragraph, per quote I'm about to read to you, each took three to six hours to write. And I did these slowly over 20 years, you know, usually one a day. Uh, and there's 3,000 I've written. But they're each polished right down to the word to, to use words that will kind of slip beneath your defenses uh, and tell you something you've already heard, but in a very fresh new way. And when the hardback came out, I was really shocked at how tiny the font was and the size was. And so Hay House was so awesome. Um, for this book, they redesigned every single page for me to make the fonts larger. Um, there's little art and stuff. I'm so happy about this book. If I had one book of mine to recommend as a book that somebody might read, it would be a beginner's guide to the universe. This reading today, making the most of friends, family, and relationships. I'm going to get you. If everyone knew how much they were loved, not only from above, but by those now in their life. There'd be little hearts drawn on everything from wheelbarrows to skyscrapers to jumbo jets. It's true. When something hurts your eyes, stop looking at it. When it hurts your ears, stop listening to it. And when it hurts your heart, stop justifying it. In the beginning, the price of giving great love is risking that it won't be returned. In the end, however, you'll find great love is always returned. To err on the side of generosity, patience, love, or kindness is not to err. If you could actually stand in someone else's shoes to hear what they hear, see what they see, and feel what they feel, you would honestly wonder what planet they live on and be blown away by how different their reality is from yours. You'd also never in a million years be quick to judge again. Being happy without a partner is the fastest way to attract one. If you even want one. One of love's many corollaries is that the brighter your light, the more you attract everything, moths and butterflies. At which point you begin learning what to celebrate and what to let fly on by. Have you been attracting moths lately? Have patience, let them fly by. The butterflies are coming. Your light is bright. There is no such thing as an ideal relationship status, except yours today for now. How much pain is wrought on humanity by people imposing cultures and civilizations and societies imposing their view of what kind of relationship and when you should be in one. Whatever your status is today is perfect for you for now. Of all the reasons you might draw someone into your life, one would never be to find their faults. 
putting up your defenses will inspire others to put up their offenses. Can't stop, not going to stop, having too much fun. Sometimes it may help to see difficult people as reminders of what you may have put others through. Or to see grouchy people as those who may have chosen a more challenging life than you. When you look for what's right in others, in relationships, in yourself, and in your journey, you'll always find it. Let me reread that. When you look for what's right, when you look for what's right in others, in relationships, in yourself, and in your journey, you'll always find it. Same when you look for what's wrong. You may never ever understand what's going on in their life. But you can always figure out what's going on in yours. Let their shortcomings inspire you to work on your own. I wrote all of these for myself, okay? <laughs> Sometimes the person whose life looks the easiest has had it the hardest, but they're really good at not dwelling on the past, living in the moment, having dreams for tomorrow, and rolling like that. Always, oh, these are, this is a good one. Always, and, and so many of these are born of my own inner chatter, being critical of other people. And it's like, Mike, stop it. So here's one I suck to myself. Always, the strong carry the weak. The rich carry the poor. The healthy carry the sick. And the happy carry the sad. And it's probably because this was once their promise. To thank those who earlier carried them. Everyone gets carried a little bit, which is something to remember when it's your turn to carry. See, seeing things from someone else's perspective can totally change your life, which might even explain why they're in yours to begin with. Just a few more, just a few more. In your times with others, you'll laugh and cry. And in your times alone, you'll understand why. Let there be both. Arguments are won intellectually, not love. Being fair and reasonable will earn you respect and admiration. But being genuinely kind will make you a total love magnet. Couple more, couple more. Ask with love and their answer may surprise you. Hear with love and your answer may surprise them. Simply dwelling upon joy, abundance, or anything else that might involve other people will literally draw complete strangers into your life who will bring those things when in alignment with all else you dwell upon. Okay, we're very near the end. At all times and in all places, be the first to smile. Now, this is the last one. David G., my friend, the meditation guru, um, said that this is his favorite one, and it's one of my favorite ones too. This will round out the week. When someone treats you differently than you expected, it's usually because you've been sending out mixed signals. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. 
If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up along with 1 million other subscribers for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my infinite possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30 minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcast. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, we've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.